The Cardiac Chaotic Coyotes are back, everyone. They come out with another win, a 4-3 overtime win over the Dallas Stars after trailing 3 to nothing after two periods. We're going to talk about this game on a special crossover episode with Locked On Stars on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody, this special crossover episode, post-game crossover episode, Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Dallas Stars, as we break down the Arizona Coyotes versus Dallas Stars, final score 4-3, to three, Arizona Coyotes win in overtime. Joining me on this episode, uh, it's, it's Dane Lewis of Locked On Stars, like I said, it's a crossover episode as we discuss this. Uh, Dane, overtime loss for the Stars, overtime win for the Coyotes. This is something that a lot of us probably didn't expect. Yeah, I, I think just in general, I think, I mean, anyone watching this game, maybe not expecting that result. And then, you know, the Stars have a, a 3-0 lead going into the third period and you think that they have it on lock, but the 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 chaotic coyotes or cardiac coyotes, whatever the many names <laughs> yeah. I've seen thrown around uh, Twitter tonight. I mean, they they came out, with uh with the fury in the third period and uh of course uh, had a, a lucky bounce on the Shane Gosta spare goal but you know that's a, a tough one for the stars to swallow but also a, a somewhat happy night in Dallas because as we'll talk about a little bit later the stars clinch a playoff spot so a lot of mixed feelings from fans leaving the building of you know we lost to the, the Arizona Coyotes by blowing a 3-0 lead but you know we're in the, we're in the postseason so a weird night but I mean an exciting game uh, I didn't think we were, it was going to be that intense uh, once the second intermission started. Uh, one of the things that is crazy that I want to get to in this game is, you know, just overall how this game went down, especially that starting in net for the Dallas Stars, backup goaltender Scott Wedgwood, who you guys acquired over the trade deadline from Arizona, how this all goes down. And again, a three three goal deficit um, going into the third period for Arizona. Um, I want to get. I want to give you a stat that might be shocking. That might be shocking to some listeners out there too. This is the second time in three games the Arizona Coyotes came back from a three-goal deficit. Second time in three games that they did it in the third period, coming back from a three-goal deficit. I don't know what they're doing, why they're doing it, but <laughs> you got to take crazy. what you can get. I mean, that's a uh, back-to-back wins against playoff central division teams i mean a win against minnesota a win against dallas so i i guess i don't know i mean it's weird because you always have you know the argument of of teams that are looking to you know that are looking to finish at the bottom of the league trying to get a high draft pick but it's also you know you hear players say it that there's guys playing for pride and playing for their jobs mm-hmm. next season so i mean that's certainly the case i mean you don't expect a, a team like arizona to just roll over just because you know their their season's been over for a while but you know you have young guys on this team still looking to prove themselves and yeah, kind of, kind of crazy, and I, I, yeah, I would have never known that that stat, you know, was out there. But that, that's a, uh, I, I guess, a, a fun stat for the the people that 
you know, are still looking forward to this Arizona rebuild that is hopefully getting rolling sooner rather than later, I'm sure, for for you and, and the rest of the Coyote faithful. Absolutely. My uh, my co-host, Carl Pavlik, uh, actually had a really good saying towards the beginning of the year, and he said it a couple of times over, over the course of this season. Um, that kind of goes perfectly into, you know, how this, especially how this ending is going, is, is teams don't tank like the management does right these players aren't intentionally going to lose games you know why would they do that these players want to win that just the talent level isn't there but i go in into this season saying the arizona coyotes have every single player on this team for the arizona coyotes has something to prove whether it's you know trying to play for a new contract or trying to play for um or just trying to play for pride or uh, proving that you that you are deserving of the contract that you currently are on to maybe get traded to another team so you can actually, you know, find a more competitive team in the next year. Like every single one of these guys had something to prove. Um, and it and it showed. I, I'm, I'm glad that these guys are getting that opportunity. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, these are guys getting to live out their dreams of playing professional hockey. So, you know, we can't expect them to, you know, just go about it lightly, especially guys, like you said, that are looking to prove why they're why they're on contract and why they're deserving of potentially another contract. Uh, I know, especially in Arizona, things could look a lot different on the roster this time next year than they do right now. So lots of guys, you know, looking for something to prove, whether that's for them staying in Arizona or, you know, tons of other teams watching to see you know, who they can acquire in the offseason through trades or just, you know, free agent signings. So uh, still a lot on the line for guys, even when they're on teams that aren't postseason bound. But, you know, you mentioned Scott Wedgwood and, you know, just wanted to, to ask you as someone who's been covering the Coyotes. Um, I mean, he had, he's obviously been with Dallas for a while now and he's done really well and the fans really like him and the team seems to like him. But j- just, you know, kind of on your end to pick your brain a little bit, what were your thoughts on Wedgwood overall while he was a member of the Coyotes? And uh, I mean, were you sad to see him leave or was it just kind of like, you know, uh, kind of a meh feeling. What was kind of the the vibe so, whenever Wedgwood left? Yeah, so when he left, I wouldn't necessarily say sad because a lot of these moves the Coyotes were making, and I didn't, I, I don't make any, like I, I cannot make an, an emotional connection to any team on the Arizona Coyotes, especially this year. And I tell fan, you know, I tell some of my listeners that I said, don't make any emotional connections to any players because they're going to leave. It's going to happen. Um, so I saw it solely as a business move and I'm like, okay, the coyotes are just going back into tank mode. They were going to try to get a draft pick out of it. And I'm going to talk about that also in a little bit too. Um, but, um, I was happy for him though, because he got his second chance in Arizona and he proved himself. He went, he played really well in Arizona as a great tandem to Karel Vemelka, um, pushed Vemelka to play better and in himself also played better. Um, so, and I think, you know, when he got the trade to Dallas, I was like, he proved himself and he got his opportunity and there you go. And now he's on a playoff team. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people that think that he could get a pretty healthy contract this off season. I don't know if it'll be from Dallas just because I think they'll want to keep Jake Ottinger around long-term, but I, yeah, I think Wedgwood, even in Arizona has done a lot this season to show that he's a, a guy that can, you know, be on a, an NHL roster and get minutes and maybe even be a number one guy. There's, there's people here in Dallas that think that you know he should start game one of the playoffs and that's kind of a, a good problem to have because I think Jake Ottinger could easily start game one as well 
So just was curious on on your thoughts on that because he's been one heck of a player for us. And even in uh, the Wednesday night's game, I think he did well and just had some some unfortunate bounces, like I said, on that Gosta spare goal. And then, of course, uh, an unnecessary penalty by Dallas when they're already down a man to go on the five on three. And, you know, uh, both teams executing on the five on three tonight. And so that's pretty hard to stop if you're a goalie. And, you know, he did all he could and the offense just wasn't there for him in the third period. Absolutely. One thing that I'll uh, one more I'll say about, you know, what or just goaltending in general is you can give a lot of credit to the Arizona Coyotes goaltending development team coaches, just the, you know, video coaches or whatever. I don't know what it is, but they've been producing good goaltenders, you know, um, you know, Darcy Kemper from last year, Nancy Ronsa, Aiden Hill, who um, didn't have a complete year in San Jose, but he also played well. Ivan Prosvatov is now in the system. Karel Vemelka, Scott Wedgwood. Like, how far down the list can I go? They just <laughs> produce good goaltenders. Like, how, like, is it, what is it? But I'm glad they did it. Um, and I was glad to see Wedgwood one more time in this. Um, and on, on the, it was on the other side of the ice, but wow, it was a fun one. Yeah, and he he was one of the the guys that came and spoke post game for the stars, and you know he said that you know he still keeps in touch with a lot of the guys on the team, and so good good to hear that you know he still has that bond with some of his old teammates, and he kind of joked that uh, he has a lot of guys' numbers from around the league just because he's moved around a good bit, but see, seems to be in good spirits about it, and I think he's excited to you know be in this situation with Dallas to to help them go on this playoff run. Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode, though. Uh, the Dallas Stars are playoff bound. I'm going to ask you about that. We're going to talk about, you know, what that kind of means for, for Dallas in a little bit. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. So we continue this crossover episode Locked on Coyotes and Locked on Dallas Stars. Once again, we want to thank everyone for making both of these shows your first listen every day. We are absolutely 100% free and available everywhere you can find your podcasts. So let's move forward. Uh, Dane, this game ended in overtime and the Coyotes maybe got to give a stare that they could have and they could have done this in regulation, but because... The Coyotes were so ever so gracious to let this game go into <laughs> overtime and give Dallas the point. You guys officially clinched a playoff spot. How does it feel? Yeah, it, it feels really good. And you're right. There were there were certainly moments after the game got tied that Arizona still had a plethora of good looks. And there was that thought of, you know, Arizona could win this game in regulation. And if it wasn't for the Blackhawks also taking care of business and, and getting, a, I believe it was a shootout win over Vegas, mm-hmm. Dallas could be on the outside of the playoff picture right now still you know, looking for a, for a chance there. So it feels good. This has been a very chaotic season for the Stars. I mean, a game like this should come as a surprise, but at the same time, this team is 
just been so up and down. I mean, you they've lost two games to Ottawa. They lost to Montreal at home at one point in the season. You know, they, they're a team that, you know, at their best can hang with the good teams in the league. They beat the Avalanche twice. They beat Calgary one time. Uh, they split a season series with the Wild, so on and so forth. So it's just been night and day with this team. And, you know, I've been saying all year that they just need a chance. And, you know, the playoffs are so much different than the regular season. And I, I believe that this team has the veteran pieces and, you know, the veteran leadership to at least be competitive in the playoffs. I mean, it's either a, a matchup with Calgary or a matchup with Colorado. And neither of those are, are going to be easy matchups, especially with the the moves that both teams made at the trade deadline, especially the Avalanche. I mean, that's a, a super team if I've ever seen one, it feels like. And so it feels good to be there. I, I mean, and they just needed a chance. And so crazy things happen in the NHL playoffs. And we saw that the last time the Stars were there. I mean, they missed out last year, but they made it in 2020, and I don't think a whole lot of people anticipated them finishing where they did. And, you know, they, they go all the way to game six of the, of the Stanley Cup finals and lose to a, a really good Tampa Bay squad. So they, they got their chance. They just need to take advantage of the opportunity they've been given. I do want to apologize to you and your listeners, because um, on my preview episode, <laughs> I was like, all right. Coyotes win in regulation. Vegas wins in regulation. And Vegas wins their game just for the just for the sake that chaos rains down on the National Hockey League. Like I do not like Vegas, and I don't want them to get in the playoffs. But I just want to see like hellfire. Um, but I so like and so it's like am I? Is, I'm not upset, but I'm, <laughs> it's like but oh, I was I was like ah man, that would have been fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like, you know, you still got your bit of chaos with both the Vegas game and the Dallas game going to OT and, you know, not as chaotic as it could have been. Uh, and, you know, I, I I can respect that. And I think it's easier for me to say that because Dallas did clinch because I, I think the, the the meme potential could have been really good on, on Friday uh, had, you know, Dallas not clinched and all that. But, you know, there, there's always still going to be good NHL meme content out there. That's really what I would have been looking forward to, to, to take my mind off the stressful side of things. So. You know, I can uh, I can definitely respect the, the the seeking for chaos, especially, you know, uh, with your team being, you know, one of the, the catalysts for that potentially. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, Vegas couldn't get it done. So like it didn't make a difference either way. And let's actually I, mean, I do want to talk about that real quick, because I mean, even though neither of us are, you know, Vegas podcast, you know, that that, that belongs to the Vegas show. But but they had three chances in a shootout in a row and they lose it. Did they? I, I didn't actually see the the shootout numbers. Did they just miss all three initial shots? They that went they lost the two out of three. I mean, they like so like against the Sharks, they didn't make any. Oh, okay. Yeah, you forget what I yes. mean. Okay, I against thought you were talking that, about in the Chicago game. Yes. Yeah, yeah and then Dallas. They, yeah, they didn't make any at all. Any. So, and then in, see. and same thing against against Chicago. They just couldn't get it done. That's a tough break. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. I had I didn't get a chance to look at the the numbers, but yeah. That's a, I mean, even just going from the end of that regulation game against the Sharks, that's at home too. I mean, that's just, I, I feel like that's when we should have known. Like it was, you know, se signed, sealed, delivered at that point that Vegas was going to miss the playoffs. Uh, that was, you know, the first domino to fall. And then it was last night and now it was Wednesday night. So yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, this is their first time missing the postseason and, you know, they were under a microscope all season long and the recipients of a lot of criticism and I know the NHL world is, is pretty happy that they're not in the postseason. Yeah. Let's 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 shift that focus back to you guys. Remind me again, because I can't remember the exact standings. I you know don't have it up. I have like half a million other pages up. <laughs> but do the Dallas Stars could they play for uh a one one extra spot in standings or are they right there at the final wildcard spot? 
so right now they they currently actually hold the first wild card spot. Uh, they're one point over Nashville. So I believe Nashville plays on Thursday. So by the time people are hearing this episode, they play tonight in Colorado. Uh, that's going to be a tough outing. And then if I'm not mistaken, their last game is against Arizona. I, I, I think that's right. Nashville um, plays Arizona. Yep. Is it in, in Arizona? Is it is right? in Arizona. For those that pre- listening, it's the last game at Gila River Arena. That's a... So, I mean, it would only be fitting if they if the Coyotes win that last game and cause just mm-hmm. a little bit more chaos because if Nashville loses out and Dallas gets a win on Friday against Anaheim, they, they can officially secure that top spot uh, or at least top wildcard spot and have a more favorable matchup against the Flames and leave the, the Nashville Predators to probably be be beat pretty soundly by the Avalanche, if I were to guess. Yeah, uh, I would hate to be the team that have to play the Avalanche. <laughs> especially in the first round. It's like if you catch them in the second or third round, you know, they might be a little worn down or, you know, it's just the playoffs get harder as you go on. I just wouldn't want to be the team that has to play them in the first round because they're going to be fresh and talking from experience, the play in game. I don't count the play in round from the bubble because the first round technically was the actual first round coyotes Mm. against the avalanche in that year. Uh, And yeah, that was, (laughs) Oh my God, they got their ass kicked. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty well for Dallas against Colorado in the bubble, I will say. But it was uh, it didn't come without its fair share of stress. Yeah, uh, that bubble was I mean, I was cheering on Dallas in that bubble. I will say I'll give you guys that. Yeah, it was a weird time. And I feel like that was uh, maybe a little, I guess, underdog story because Tampa Bay was Tampa Bay. And they, you know, great that season. Great in 2021. So as long as we can get a new cup champion, it'll be difficult for me to complain. I'll help. I'll hope. I'll hope you guys and give you guys a little more uh, support in some ways. You guys have one of my favorite players ever. So, I mean, I can't. Like, I, I will never cheer against Dallas <laughs> Stars in the playoffs. I'll give you guys that. We'll we'll take it. We'll take all the the, the support that we can get. <laughs> Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this show. Um, obviously, with this game, it you know it made some effects on Arizona too. So we will talk about that in just a bit. But first, you got a couple words you'd like to share. I do. We got to say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is our friends over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Some big basketball games I know for the city of Dallas as well as the Valley in Arizona, the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans, and of course the Mavericks and Utah Jazz. If you want to bet on those games, uh, you can do that at betonline.net. I see that the the spread for um, that Phoenix game, Phoenix minus 115, Dallas uh, against Utah, both the spread at minus 110. So you can take a deeper look at that and you know bet on those games as well as other NBA playoff games, MLB games, NHL playoff games. They have it all at betonline.net. They are your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline.net, where the game starts. So let's finish things off on this episode, a crossover episode, Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Dallas Stars. We're talking about how this game affected Arizona. Um, and it also affect this is also, here isn't also in a, a way it affects Dallas as well. Because um, as a way to tie in, as a perfect crossover from what we, from what we just said in the previous segment, because the Dallas Stars 
have clinched a playoff spot. Our uh, the draft pick that Dallas has traded to Arizona for the Scott Wedgwood trade has now been upgraded to a third round pick in 2023. So I guess it's a win win for us, right? <laughs> you know, you guys get the you, you guys make it the playoffs. Coyotes win and get an extra draft pick. Yeah, that's uh that's not too shabby of a night. I mean, that's a, an upgraded pick, and that's you know best case scenario for you guys in that Wedgwood trade for sure. So you know the I guess in some ways the stars helping the rebuild, but also I mean Arizona helping in the rebuild as well by letting Dallas you know at least get the one point by by sending the game to overtime. Uh, you know if, if we're still looking at that. So you know big night all around, and I know we're we're looking to talk a little bit about the Coyotes offseason. I'm sure. Uh, you guys on, on your show have been, you know, kind of looking at prospects and what the draft could hold for you guys. And I think you before we were recorded, or maybe you said it at the top of the show, uh, you guys are locked into the 31st spot in the NHL standings. Montreal getting 32nd. But what what are you guys looking forward to as Coyotes fans? You covering the, the Coyotes kind of for the draft. Is there a certain player you have your eyes on? Is there kind of a certain scenario that, you know, you say, OK, if fill in the blank happens, it will be a successful offseason. Um, for me, it's if the Coyotes get lucky, um, and I mean, actually lucky, like we're somehow during the lottery, they get the first overall pick because that could still very well happen. They still have decent odds for it. Um, because I've been talking about the shame for Shane sweepstakes this entire <laughs> time. I like, it's just like, it's, I'm not saying it's Shane Wright or bust because I'm, but you know, Shane Wright's the kind of player that can turn around a franchise almost instantly. Um, is it going to make, is it the end of the world if they don't get the first overall and not able to pick Shane, Wright? No, because this draft is one of the deepest drafts that we have probably like probably since 2015, you know, since the Connor McDavid draft, um, and the coyotes can very well pick second, third or fourth in this, you know, in this upcoming draft. And you know, there's so many players, Logan Cooley, Matthew Savoy, and like there's a I'm trying to think some other players that are on top of my list, but but it it's just a deep draft, right? It is an incredibly deep draft. They could really no, not go wrong. I mean, you know, Bill Armstrong can make a fool of himself and make some dumb move, but I don't think he will. He's so far proven that he can make a good pick, picking you know, last year drafting Dylan Gunther and 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 Giannis Mosier and a couple other guys like it's like oh yeah he can make good picks so yeah I'm hoping to I'm just hoping to see uh, you know them make it take advantage of whatever pick they get and again it's gonna be a top five pick no matter what so take advantage of it Coyotes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, a pretty good spot to be in for the draft I mean top five pick like you said it's a, a pretty loaded draft I know myself I'm not as caught up on on who you know could be you know going first overall or you know the the, the best top picks just because I've been hoping the stars would make the playoffs and I was hoping to hold off my, my research on that for a little bit longer uh, I figured if I you know buried myself too deep into it and then had to wait uh, that I would just have all this draft information that I don't need for a few weeks so but I know you know uh, you guys have probably done a really good job over at Lockdown Coyotes getting your listeners prepared for that and getting them excited because uh, I know hosts all over this network do really good research and preparing for that. But as far as, you know, the offseason for this Coyotes team, kind of outside of the draft, what what do you think would mark a successful, you know, summer slash early fall for them? Are there any guys you think are worth keeping? I know you said earlier that, you know, it's hard to get attached to anyone on this roster because a lot of them might leave, whether that was at the trade deadline. 
free agency this offseason or, you know, also trades. But is there anyone that you personally would want to see stay at least, you know, for the next season or two or maybe a little bit longer? Yeah. So, well, first of all, and it's someone that's going to be untouchable. He's under contract for the next seven years. So it's not going to make much of a difference. And that's Clayton Keller. Um, he is the cornerstone of this franchise and is going to be that cornerstone of the team as they go, as they navigate this rebuild. Um, he really is the only player other than like, you know, Jacob Chikrin, who is locked in uh, and Nick Schmaltz. who is locked in past next year. Um, every other player are pending for agents. So it's like, can you, it's not really keeping players. It's like, Hey, who are you going to resign? Most of the players that they got over the offseason as cap dump uh, you know, uh, trades just to get extra, you know, you know, that, you know, whatever you want to call it, this cap dump, make get extra cap uh, from other players, uh, other teams that, yeah, I don't think they're going to keep them. The only one that's going to be sticking around is Shane Gothispear, and he played well. So, yeah, I say he sticks around too. But, after, you know, outside of that, you know, that's really hard. To, that's really hard to tell. Uh, Krell Vemelka obviously is going to be a long-term goalie for the Coyotes, and he's proven that. I talked about this with Seth Topol on Locked On Wild just the other day, and I'm like, yeah, Vemelka has had four or five games where he's had to save 45-plus shots, and he does it well. Like he's proven <laughs> to he's proven to be that kind of that kind of bit, and you know, so it's going to be hard to see what they do. But, you know, I've got faith in in Bill Armstrong. I think uh, he has done so far a fantastic job on setting up this rebuild. And I think that going into the offseason, um, you should have like I should just, you know, have faith in him um, as a Coyotes reporter or, you know, Coyotes fans out there. I know it's so hard to have faith in a Coyotes management Given their, given the history of the last, I don't know, so so over many on years, and you know, draft included, so many people are upset about 2015 drafting. Um, thing on his name, uh, Dylan Strom, third overall, which didn't end up work, didn't end up padding out. So, but it is different team. Just put in faith. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all you can do when your your team's in a rebuild. I mean, having watched teams rebuild you know throughout my life whether it's in the nhl or nba mlb nfl you name it i mean it's a you know you got to stick with it and it makes it that much sweeter whenever your team finally gets that taste of success whatever whatever that success is for you as a fan i mean it's uh it's it's worth the wait and you know it's all part of the journey and you get to watch these young guys develop whether that's clayton keller who you know had a, a pretty good season all things considered despite the record of the team and you know some some guys in the ahl that may look to move up and then of course uh, you know, hopefully a, a big draft for Arizona uh, this summer. And so, I mean, things can really go up, can really only go up from here. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of Coyotes fans that, you know, are, are disappointed at right now, but, you know, they, you know, the, the feelings will eventually go up and, you know, it'll make it that much better whenever the Coyotes are, are back in the playoff race and, you know, back in the postseason. The short, the term that I said in the off season, last off season, short term pain for long term success, Coyotes fans. Like I know it's gonna suck for the next few years, especially the fact that now they're gonna go to a smaller venue for a couple of years, playing in a college venue, five thousand seats. Um, but you know, it's you know, that's all part of the somewhat part of the plan. Um, I'm not I wouldn't say five thousand seats is part of the plan, but it's like all right, they're gonna be essentially moving into a better arena after that. And by the time they're out of that, by the time they're in the new arena, 
this he might be a playoff team again. You know, and they might and they can put butts in seats and actually sell out games, <laughs> you know, and that's what they've been wanting, you know, have an exciting team to sell out games. Um, I'm fully faithful that they can do it, but it's it's hard when the rest of the NHL doesn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's also a sweet part of it, too. Getting to, to prove all the, the doubters wrong and the naysayers wrong. So maybe the timing will work out by the time the new arena opens. They're a competitive team and, you know, uh, one of the teams that can be in the mix in the Central Division, which had a, a pretty chaotic year this season. Hey, all us uh, Sunbelt teams look out for each other. <laughs> that's right. Prove to uh, pr- prove to the uh, to to the Northerners that hockey belongs down in the South. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's for it's for everyone, not just the cold states. It can, we can play hockey in the warm. It's just cold inside the building. It may be hot outside though. I mean, isn't that is it, shouldn't that be shouldn't that be an ex- a uh, a draw to bring people in? Right? Because it's like it's like oh, you can uh, you can escape the heat, come into a nice cool arena, and those who might be playing, you can leave practice in shorts and sandals. Yeah. And it, you can even go to the game in like, you know, shorts, T-shirt, maybe bring like a jacket for once you're in the arena. That, or at least that's how it is in Dallas. Like it's nice and warm outside, but I was ice cold in the arena by like the second period and didn't bring a jacket because it's it's late April in Texas. I didn't think I was going to need it. So, you know, but it's, I mean, playoff hockey, it's just going to get hotter here in the South. So. I know that's something that uh, that Stars fans can look forward to to escape the heat for a little bit. Absolutely, and I think, and again, that's going to be a re- you know really fun for them to watch, um, as because the Coyotes only uh, they have only one game left, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be something else. And uh, well, we will be able to watch the playoffs fully. We won't. We, we can just kick back and relax and not have to worry about the, uh, the torture of the Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs. But also. The uh, this weekend getting to enjoy one final hurrah at Gila River Arena. That's the big one. That is the big one. Um, to all my Coyotes fans out there, like I know, you, like some of you might be sad. A lot of you guys are happy that this that that time at Gila River Arena has come to an end. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll certainly be be cheering you guys on to get that that final win in the the old home building because it'll. It'll probably benefit the Stars' playoff chances, but also, you know, you get the the, the sweet side of the send-off, I guess, for, for the people that, you know, are happy to maybe be leaving the arena. But even those that are sad, you know, you get that final win at home and, you know, maybe uh, cause a little more chaos in the Western Conference. <sighs> I'm an agent of chaos. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I advocate for chaos anytime I can get. Anytime I can get. Oh, yeah. Anyways, though, we'll just close things up on this episode, uh, crossover episode, Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Dallas Stars. Dane Lewis, share it with everybody where we can find you and your podcast. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's just at Dane, two underscores, Lewis. Uh, you can also find our show at Locked On Stars. Our show is on all podcasting platforms as well as on YouTube. And like we say, every episode free and available at all those spots. So be sure to give us a follow there. A subscription on YouTube also goes a long way. And for here at Lockdown Coyotes, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano, Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Um, and lock, the Lockdown Coyotes podcast found wherever you get your podcasts. 
and and a hundred percent free. You don't have to pay a dime to listen to our shows. That's I think a awesome selling point. Yeah, it always is. That's uh, the nice part of this is we can just give it out to anyone who wants to listen to us, which is awesome. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it for our show. Once again, thanks everyone for listening to this crossover episode of Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs>